This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, Trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On the document! Tonight, no criminal charges for President Biden in the documents case. Special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. The damning new report just out. What investigators are saying about the president's memory and the White House's forceful response. This matter is now closed. The CBS Evening News begins now. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell, and we are live here in Las Vegas, which is three days to go before Super Bowl 58 on CBS. But we want to begin tonight with the blockbuster news about the two men who are expected to face off again in this year's presidential election. Tonight, the dramatic new testimony and questions at the Supreme Court about whether the Constitution, specifically the 14th Amendment, should bar Donald Trump from being on the presidential ballot in several states. You could say that not since the 2000 Supreme Court decision of Bush versus Gore, has the nation's highest court taken such a direct role in the outcome of a presidential election. President Biden, too, facing questions tonight about his handling of classified documents from his time as vice president and senator. The long-awaited special counsel report just released included pictures of classified Afghanistan documents found in the garage near a dog crate. And while there are no charges, the report says Joe Biden disclosed classified materials when he was a private citizen. What could this all mean for the upcoming election just nine months away? CBS's Catherine Herridge has the details from the report. The 345-page special counsel report is critical of President Biden over his handling of highly classified documents, including photos of records crammed into desk drawers, some in a damaged cardboard box in the garage at his Delaware home, others at a former office in Washington, D.C. 
Special counsel Robert Hur writes that Mr. Biden's conduct presented serious risks to national security. But Hur decided not to bring criminal charges because the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. The president responded this afternoon. Bottom line is the special counsel in my case decided against moving forward with any charges. And this matter is now closed. During the year-long investigation, special counsel investigators questioned 147 witnesses and collected over 7 million documents from Biden's time in the Senate as vice president and to the present day. Mr. Biden himself was interviewed by her, a former U.S. attorney, for five hours, who wrote that the president did not remember when he was vice president or when his son, Bo died. If the president were charged, her wrote that he would likely present himself to the jury, as he did during his interview with our office, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The records included documents marked classified, as well as Mr. Biden's personal notebooks of national security briefings. The records contained highly sensitive intelligence sources and methods, military programs and capabilities of foreign terrorist groups. Her emphasized that President Biden was cooperative, while former President Trump, who was charged in a separate investigation, allegedly did the opposite. Special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. Mr. Biden seized on that today. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give special counsel what they needed. I went forward with a five-hour in-person interview. And the White House is pushing back hard against her comments about the president's memory, a signal the special counsel's observations about that may be the lasting headline from the report. Nora. Catherine Harridge outside the Justice Department. Thank you. Well, now to the historic arguments today at the U.S. Supreme Court. At issue is whether former President Donald Trump is constitutionally ineligible to hold office again because of his actions surrounding the January 6th attack. And while there are no cameras allowed inside the nation's highest court, there is live audio. But CBS's chief legal correspondent, Jan Crawford, says did give us some insight today in just how these justices may ultimately rule. In a case that could determine the presidency, the justices seem to find rare common ground, appearing poised to rule, perhaps unanimously, that states can't use an obscure constitutional provision to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. That would be up to Congress. Liberal Justice Elena Kagan got right to the point. I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. Conservative Amy Coney Barrett agreed. It just doesn't seem like a state call. The Colorado Supreme Court said Trump should be removed from the state's ballots, narrowly ruling he committed insurrection on January 6th and was disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. It says no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office who took an oath and then engaged in insurrection. Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson focused on the amendment's specific words as another reason Trump could prevail, suggesting the provision passed after the Civil War didn't clearly apply to presidents. They were listing people that were barred, and president is not there. And so if there's an ambiguity, why would we construe it against democracy? The justices also were troubled by the potential impact of the Colorado decision and how it could be weaponized by both sides. I would expect that uh, a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others 
for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot, and it'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. People camped out overnight for up to two days to get a seat inside, but Trump did not attend. I'm a believer in our country, and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today, and I thought our arguments were very, very strong. And Jan Cropper joins us now from the Supreme Court. So, Jan, if the justices ultimately say that states can't take Donald Trump off the ballot, and let's say he's convicted in one of his legal battles, what happens next? Can he still be reelected? Well, I mean, the short answer is yes. There's nothing in the Constitution that would stop him from being reelected. There is a possibility that Congress uh, could move to try to disqualify him if it finds he committed insurrection. But based on what we've seen from Congress so far, Nora, I think that seems unlikely. Jan Crawford, thank you so much. Let's bring in now CBS's senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe. He's with us here in Las Vegas. Ed, what an extraordinary day of news. President Biden said this matter is closed, but this is still going to be an issue, right? It absolutely is. And today, more than any other in this campaign season, arguably encapsulates the worries and concerns voters have about both of these candidates. For Trump, his perceived threat to democracy and the fact that he's going to have to spend so much time in courtrooms this year. For the president, he cooperated with an investigation, but exposed to prosecutors issues with his faculties and his ability to recall basic facts. It's going to be catnip for his critics. Well, on that note, the special counsel report noted that President Biden had trouble recalling the dates when he was vice president and when his son, Beau, died. What did the White House say in response to that? They are pushing back forcefully on the special prosecutor. They said, in fact, before its release, that he should withdraw those comments about his memory, saying it was, in essence, going too far. But again, it just continues to raise all sorts of questions about what he's able to do. In his own statement, the president pointed out, I sat and talked to these prosecutors for the two days after Hamas's attack on Israel because I was so concerned about trying to get this case closed so the American people could move on. He cooperated. But again, it's going to raise fresh questions about his ability to serve for more years. Ed O'Keefe, thank you so much. Let's turn out of the latest developments in the search for five missing Marines in the mountains outside San Diego. Authorities today said that its search is now a recovery mission after their remains were found this morning. They were killed when their helicopter went down during stormy weather late Tuesday night. CBS's Jonathan Bigliotti is at the scene with details. Nora, an active recovery mission is currently underway here in the San Diego mountains. It's been complicated by this weather and all of this rugged terrain. The bodies of the five U.S. Marines were discovered near the crash site. The Pentagon says it will release their names by tomorrow. This flight was part of a training exercise. The Super Stallion helicopter took off from Nevada. It was headed to a base in San Diego when it hit extreme weather Tuesday evening. The exact cause of the crash is currently under investigation. That helicopter was just 44 miles away from its final destination, Nora. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you so much. Tonight, we are learning disturbing details about a shooting and deadly house fire in a Philadelphia suburb. Six family members, including three children, are feared dead after two police officers are recovering now from gunshot wounds. It all started yesterday afternoon when police responded to a call that a child had been shot. CBS's Carrie Corrado has the story. Tonight, investigators are sifting through what is left of the burned-out house. They believe six members of the same family died inside, three adults and three children. So far, they managed to recover the remains of three bodies and a rifle. 
shots are coming from inside the house. Reports of someone shooting at police came in just after three o'clock Wednesday. I'd never expected there to be a, a, a shootout right outside of my house. Derek Richardson captured the chaotic scene on his cell phone. Police were responding to reports of a child shot when someone inside opened fire. Minutes later, the home was completely engulfed in flames. One of them may in fact have been the shooter. But we're still at the process of trying to find out where everybody is inside that house. This afternoon, a woman who described herself as the mother of the shooter spoke through a translator to CBS News. She said there was an argument inside the house that spiraled out of control. No history of mental problem. Okay. No arguing a very happy family. Mm. And suddenly something happened. One of the two officers struck by gunfire was released from the hospital today. The other officer is also expected to make a full recovery and could be released as early as tonight. Both are 22-year veterans of their departments. Crime scene investigators will resume their search in the morning. Officials believe it may require dental records to identify all of the victims. Nora? Carrie Carrado, thank you. The CEOs of three major drug companies face tough questions today on Capitol Hill. Senators accuse them of ripping off the American people by charging more for some of their most popular drugs in the U.S. compared to other countries. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. Three giants of American medicine took a heavy dose of criticism. Americans are forced to pay higher and higher prices for the drugs they need to survive. From a Senate committee investigating prices of some of the most popular medicines, thousands of dollars for diabetes drug Genuvia and HIV treatment Simtuva. It's like a bag of heavy rocks. It's been people have been carrying this around on their shoulders. The CEOs of Johnson and Johnson, Merck, and Bristol Myers Squibb. Will you commit today that Bristol Myers Squibb will reduce the list price of Eliquis? We can't make that commitment answered for why their drugs cost three times more in the U.S. than in 33 other wealthy countries. It has very high labor costs, their transportation costs, their raw material costs. The execs and Republicans argued the companies often pump their massive earnings into research and new medicines. We spend six times more in developing cures for patients than we did in stock buyback. But some Democrats slammed the companies for spending tens of millions on executive compensation as millions of people skip doses they can't afford. Has there ever been a time where you had to skip a dose because you didn't have the money? Yes. Including Erica Jacobson, a Montana mother of three who pays $12,000 a year to treat seizures and an ulcer. I had to go to the ER and spend a couple days in the ER. Merck CEO Robert Davis said drug makers do offer rebates and discounts, but Davis, who testified today only after being threatened with a subpoena, declined to answer our questions. The pharmaceutical giants are also suing to stop a Biden administration plan to give Medicare more power to negotiate lower drug prices. They say it'll cut into their earnings and their ability to make new medicines. Nora. Scott McFarland on Capitol Hill. Thank you. Now to what brings us here to Las Vegas, the Super Bowl. The big game isn't just one of the biggest sporting events of the year. The host city becomes one of the biggest travel destinations. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports on the turbulence in transporting half a million fans to Super Sunday. A trip to the Super Bowl turned most unlucky for JetBlue Flight 777. 
canceled after two JetBlue planes had what amounts to a fender bender while de-icing this morning in Boston. Around a half million fans are flooding the Strip for Super Bowl 58. At Harry Reid International, airlines added 60 extra flights. John Mendez was hard to miss in baggage claim. Did you have to up the bling because it's Vegas? Of course. Go big or go home. Security has been stepped up. Thousands of local, state, and federal officers working to secure Sin City. Sunday is the Super Bowl, but Monday is our Super Bowl. The Henderson Executive Airport rolled out 18 extra acres of overflow parking for private jets. They expect eight times more jets to park here. About 1,100 have been given slots to take off and land at three area airports. Likely a new record, says Aviation Director Rosemary so, Vasiliadis. Are all of your airports sold out on space? We will be 100% full at any given time. Is there room for Taylor Swift's plane? <laughs> I can only imagine there is. All Taylor has to do is finish these three concerts in Japan and make the 6,000-mile trip in time for kickoff. And fans who aren't Taylor Swift should expect gridlock on the ground. Most will be walking to the stadium. And when it comes time to go home, they think Monday will be the busiest day at this airport ever. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. A ride home from school takes a frightening turn when a bus flips on its side. We'll have the details next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. There was a terrifying sight today in Columbia, Maryland. A school bus rolled over on its side this afternoon, injuring at least four students. Officials say two boys and two girls, 11 to 14 years old, were taken to the hospital. No other vehicles were involved, and there were no signs of driver impairment. The cause of the crash is under investigation. Coming up, we'll introduce you to a coach whose biggest battle isn't on the football field. Next. Back here in Las Vegas, the excitement for the Super Bowl is growing. In just a few days, the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs will battle for the Lombardi Trophy. But for one coach, this isn't his biggest battle. For Johnny Holland, that's a fight against cancer. And with America's most watched sporting event as the backdrop, he hopes to make a difference with his story. With just three days to go, it's crunch time for the San Francisco 49ers. Win or lose, linebackers coach Johnny Holland is cherishing every moment. Sunday is a great day because it's game day, but 
you know, I found out now that every day is a great day. It's taught me a lot to see life in a different perspective. Five years ago, after feeling pain in his shoulder and ribs, Holland was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a rare, incurable blood cancer. Immediately, I started chemo treatment and uh, went on every day, going to work every day and go get chemo once a week. It probably took about six months to realize that, hey, this is pretty serious that you're going through. He's now part of a clinical trial at University of California San Francisco Medical Center that's testing new treatments. Immunotherapy utilizes the body's immune system to help fight the cancer. To explain it simply, one arm attaches to the cancer cell and one arm attaches to the, the body's own T cell. And and so what it does is it basically revs up the the body's own immune system, revs up the body's T-cell to help uh, attack the cancer. Samantha Shinoy is a nurse practitioner who's coaching Holland through every visit. Patients living with myeloma live with a lot of uncertainty, right? So he faces that uncertainty with a really positive attitude. The cause of multiple myeloma is unknown. Also unknown, why black patients make up one in five new diagnoses making Holland's participation in the trial a game changer. It's really important to have um, diversity within clinical trials so we can help answer some of these questions. Holland says football is his medicine and hopes his story inspires others to keep going and keep fighting. And so for me, is uh, to get in these trials is really extending my life. I just want to be able to use and be in a trial that hopefully it help other people. He is helping other people. You can't help but root for Coach Holland. And I love his message, you're stronger than you think you are. All right, ahead of Sunday's Super Bowl, the NFL's most famous mom takes a detour to visit the set of Price is Right. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A long-running and fabulous CBS game show, The Price is Right, had a special guest during last night's primetime episode, Donna Kelsey. Donna Kelsey, come on down! (laughs) Well, you know her as mom to NFL players Jason and Travis Kelsey, who introduced her as the first lady of football. Mama Kelsey joined host Drew Carey for the Super Bowl-themed episode and helped give away a prize dubbed the Ultimate Fan Experience, in which a lucky winner will travel to see every game of their favorite NFL team next season. She toured the famous studio, and she even got a chance to spin the big wheel. 
some of you may know, this is one of my favorite shows. All right, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Las Vegas. Good night. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first, because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight plus acres of family owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Millie Vanilli, the Grammy winning multi platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.